is it? Oh, hey, it's you. is relatively cold, but normal for a January day. Five episodes in, and I've got to say, this is quite fun. You doing okay tonight? The moon has been clear and full the past three nights. And it would appear the streak is over. It's just a waning gibbous. Or waxing. I can hardly ever tell the difference. I mean, I learned this back in third grade. We had a whole quarter in my science class dedicated to it. One class... We watched this VHS. The good old days, right? It was strictly on phases of the moon, and they had used puppets in the video. One was a cow. One was a moon wearing a cowboy hat, and... It had a really deep voice that was kind of like this. Can you guess the other two puppets? A dish and a spoon. Funny enough, that VHS was one of the highlights of my third grade year. That and something my old school would sanction annually called Super Saturday. The inside of the school was plentiful with all kinds of streamers, lights, and glitter walkways. Kids and parents had a hand in decorating the school. And man, they sure did. It was like being in a fantasy world, where everyone was just as delighted as I was. Every classroom Typically, where lessons are taught and education is the goal, became a game room with individual activities that everyone could enjoy. 
the beanbag toss was one of my favorites. Cotton candy, concession snacks, tickets, prizes, and you want to talk decorations? The outside of the school was pretty nuts, too. You had more games, food, and so many people having fun at the same time. I'm sure there was crazy string involved. You know, the string in a can. Or I guess most people would know it as silly string. For some reason, I wasn't positive it still existed just now. So I looked it up, and there's a sale on Bulk Goofy String via DollarTree.com. If you or your friends are looking to purchase your own supply of Goofy String, hit up DollarTree.com today. I try not to forget what it feels like to be a kid. Easier said than done when you up in age, huh? I think occasionally we could all use that can of silly string or goofy string or crazy string to remind us of that kid every now and then, you know? It's healthy, especially if you've one demanding job and get yanked around by adult life quite often. What are some of the things you do sometimes to stay intact with that kid inside? Do you play practical jokes on your friends? Saturday cartoons with a side of your favorite foodie cereal? Leave a comment below, or just comment to yourself. It's time for a good poem, my friend. But you knew that. You're a smart cookie after all. You ever had snickerdoodles? My goodness. I've only had them in a pack, but never homemade. And I hope to find someone gracious enough to deliver unto me such a treat immediately. Just gonna put that energy out there, you know? Maybe some snickerdoodles will come into my life soon enough. sure to include a link to her website 
featuring a number of poetry entries by her. There are quite a few, so I'm positive there's something everyone can enjoy. Julie and I lost communication via email once she confirmed that I could read her poem aloud to you. So while I don't have a definitive answer, I drew something from her biography on writeoutloud.com. My belief is that writing poetry offers her not only a distraction from the strange times we're going through at this moment, but also a challenge. A challenge that her soul has come to enjoy, as she's pretty new to poetry writing. Julie, if you're listening, thank you again, and keep writing. Here's Julie Callahan's Charlie Churchmouse. My name is Charlie Churchmouse. Charlotte Churchmouse is my wife. We live in Barbon Village, where we live a simple life. We forge all our food. Our favorite is cheese. We find it left in mousetraps and steal it away with ease. Every Sunday evening, we like to go out to dine. We visit the local church, where we feast on bread and wine. This was fun to read, I won't lie. I couldn't help but think we're all just tiny rats in this giant maze we call life. Think about it. We forage all our food. Our favorite is cheese. We find it left in mousetraps and steal it away with ease. To me, this speaks of sustenance. The mousetraps we come across are similar to obstacles that we'll face every now and then. Opportunities to learn or to procure are just beyond the mousetrap or the obstacle in front of us. To me, that has a ton of value and can create a confidence in anyone going through any kind of adversity. Because on the other side is something that can change your life for the better. Cheese is almost everything to a rat. Whereas opportunities to thrive are everything for us, opportunities to be happy, to be healthy, to be loved, 
to be successful. Every Sunday evening, we like to go out to dine. We visit the local church where we feast on bread and wine. Working to get what you want and what you need in life is fundamental. A lot of us work hard and their success in consistency, but every so often, we're worth being reminded that work isn't all that we do. We also have fun. Late night drinks on the town with good people, good food, road trips around the country, week-long vacations somewhere private, beautiful experiences. We're worth feeling as good as we can, and in between pulling our weight for hours on end. It's good to get a little crazy sometimes. What do you think? What do you say this episode we do another word well? Yeah. It's the Word Well Volume 2. If you enjoyed the first volume I did a couple weeks ago, well, you're in luck. If you're new to the whole thing, instead of water, I pull words from the well. Taking words and talking your ear off about things pertaining to each of them. You may learn something valuable. You may not. At one point, you may even find yourself wondering, what is he talking about? The goal here is to distract you from nagging thoughts or feelings you may have. Feelings you may have at night that keep you from attaining the peace of mind you need to fall asleep soundly. That's where I come in. Together, let's get you some sleep. All right? If you enjoy the content, please be sure to leave a like and or review on the podcast. This will help tremendously. And thank you in advance. Okay, what do we have here? We're pumping and we're pumping just about there. First word is day. You know, like when the sun's out. The earliest point in our 24-hour cycle where 
typically birds are singing and people are commuting all over the place. You like pancakes, don't you? There's nothing like waking up first thing in the morning to the smell of fresh blueberry pancakes or chocolate chip if you're a fan. That would be a highlight to my day, for sure. Some days are best for sleeping in, while others are best for pancakes. Others are best for getting out there and feeling the most alive that we can. Carpe diem, as it goes, right? If I'm not mistaken, that means pluck the day or seize the day most commonly. To grab the day by the horns and tame it. The earlier you rise, the more time you have to do just that. Even still, sometimes you gotta wonder Where'd all the time go? I always recommend 5.30 or 6. That gives me more time to do the things I've got to do. And I'm just in time for a good sunrise, too. How about yourself? What time do you like to wake up in the morning? You know when you wake up and see the sun just rising and the sky takes on that hue of pink and the sun is a bright golden ball in the distance. It's one of the most beautiful things in the world. I'll tell you what. Cleaning your house with your favorite playlist turned up loud is a good thing to do during the day. Painting in a beautiful park is a good thing to do during the day. Eating breakfast in your PJs is a good thing to do during the day. Going for a jog someplace new is a good thing to do during the day. It pays to start off and end with a good stretch routine. Maybe a cold shower to top it all off. Holidays are pretty special. When you think about your favorite holiday, what comes to mind? New Year's? Valentine's Day? Arbor Day? Christmas? Hanukkah? Holidays are special for many reasons. Not just the moments you get to spend with your family or time away from work, which I know anyone could use now and then. But they give us a definite chance to break out of our daily routines to do something out of the ordinary that makes you feel nice. 
whether you're dressing up, taking the load off, or preparing special food to share with people you love. Holidays are something we need. A break to keep us connected. Although there are certain days that exist that don't exactly fit the federal holiday stance, like your National Toilet Day, which is mid-November, actually. Guess what else? National Pancake Day is a real thing. February 16th is the day pancakes are celebrated, and IHOP, yes, the International House of Pancakes, offers a free stack of buttermilk pancakes to its customers. Talk about a sweet deal. You've got Mother's Day, Father's Day, and Parents' Day. Three days in the year to celebrate your parents. Every day is Parents' Day, don't you know? World Tuna Day. A day dedicated to raising awareness of the significance of stable and healthy tuna. International Day of Happiness. The 20th of March focused on making people around the world realize how important it is to have happiness in their lives. What a magical day in March. You gotta have happiness. It's good to listen in, to sleep in. Let's continue on, shall we? Next word is car. My cousin knows a lot more about cars than I do. I should have brought her in for this portion. She works with Honda, and I'll tell you something. Those cars last forever. You're looking to get at least 200,000 miles out of a good Civic. 300,000 if you take great care of it. Those Hondas are good cars for getting you from A to B. That's for sure. You have a dream car, don't you? Imagine yourself cruising late night down a moonlit strip no one else on the road with your favorite music what would you be driving someone I know once said they'd like a DeLorean I've never thought about it too much myself but if there was one car I would love to see myself in it would be the 2021 Lexus RCF. A 5-liter V8 engine at 472 horsepower. 
going 0 to 60 in 4.1 seconds. Of course, I wouldn't mind having a 70s Shelby Mustang GT500 in my garage, parked right next to it. Something me and the wife could meander around the country in. Further down the line, we'll get something bigger so the kids could join us and just keep on rolling. Whether it's to extracurriculars or one of our vacation spots hours away from home, you've got to have a good road trip playlist. What's a song that puts you in the zone when you're driving? A friend and I were at the bar nights ago. As we were pulling away, I remember a song began to play. I don't remember what it was, but something about it turned him into some kind of super driver. And it's always fun being in the car, wilding out to good music with your people. It made me think of Midnight Club, the racing game that was big in 2005. You've heard of it, haven't you? Maybe you have. But if not, it's easily one of those classics that will never get old. From the soundtrack to the actual gameplay, I heard a man named Ferdinand Verbiest invented the very first car in 1672 that was steam-powered, next to Carl Benz, who created the first vehicle consisting of an engine that could run on gasoline. The Velo, I believe it was called. They would both be astounded at just how far the evolution of automobiles has come. Just look at Midnight Club. A lot of the cars they include are real, if not all of them. From super sleek and exotic, curvy-looking cars to your big and bulky SUVs and trucks with spinners and 26-inch rims. The McLaren F1 and the Chrysler ME412 were my favorite supercars. It's a shame they didn't have Ferraris available, at least none that I could see. Now that I think about it, the 2020 Ferrari 488 Pista would be a great drive. That's a 3.9 liter V8 engine at 711 horsepower, going 0 to 60 in less than 3 seconds. That's a good car for those night drives I was talking about. With the roof down, wind in your face, 
traveling under a painted sky to somewhere or nowhere with a machine like that I don't foresee any problems in your stride all the freedom you could want in that instant you can understand why there are as many race car clubs as there are around the world it's something about that freedom that's such a joy for the human brain still with me good we're on to episode five and I can say with certainty that I enjoy being the voice that helps. The voice that helps you find your way to sleep, to peace. I can only hope I'm doing my job well. Let's continue on with the next word. We're pumping and pumping again. Looks like our next word is vegetable. Oh man, I'm a veggie guy for sure. Even so back then, were you like that? I'm pretty sure that was all of us, or most of us as children. These days, vegetables are a key part of my nutrition. When I used to work at a natural food cooperative, the access to all types of herbs, greens, and fruits alike, just incredible. Before working there, I wasn't familiar with leeks. You know what leeks are, right? They look like little trees. Less so than broccoli, which is delicious, by the way. But you clean it and chop it up. You can put it in a soup or a quiche. It's got an onion-like taste. Someone made me a casserole, and I think she said she used leeks inside. Tasted great. Maybe there was celery in there, too. Celery and peanut butter I've heard so much about, but I'm reluctant to try. Popeye the Sailor Man was a strong advocate for eating spinach. You'd see vegetables in other cartoons, too, over the years. The message was simple. Eat your vegetables. And actually, National Eat Your Vegetables Day is June 17th. A day to grab your garnet potatoes and shout hooray. In seriousness, if you've never had a garnet potato, you could call it a yam, too. If you've never tried one, try it out. 
I recommend. Pair it with your favorite protein, and I always add an avocado with mine. Generally, 45 minutes at 400 should do. That's when it's nice and soft. A little salt and pepper, and you're done. Oh, don't forget to poke holes in it or make a lengthwise incision. This will keep it from exploding, which, if you know, you know. A buddy of mine stashed one in his microwave without poking holes in it. Wasn't pretty. Smelled good. It smelled like sweet potatoes, but it was a mess. He did much better the attempt after that, if you were wondering. Asparagus. Cucumbers. Onions. Carrots. Collards. Radishes. Mix it all together and what do you got? A stew for longevity and performance. I don't just mean inside the gym, either. Keep that in mind. If you're into fitness like myself, plants have a wealthy amount of protein in them, primarily your lentils, broccoli, chickpeas. It's a trove. There's nothing like a good head of red romaine lettuce. Red Romaine has the power to turn any sandwich into a masterpiece, aesthetic-wise. It's got deep purple leaves and a mildly bitter taste that could take your BLT to the next level. You know what? I see a sandwich in my nearest future, and that's the truth. Our nutrient-dense pals aren't just for presentation, though. These nutrients are vital to us. They can aid in the prevention of diseases, provide our bodies with the potassium, fiber, antioxidants, what have you, that make us look and feel great. Believe it or not, sweet potatoes, among other vegetables, contain nutrients that help with sleep, too. You could enjoy these as a bedtime snack, maybe so while you listen to the podcast. Carrots, Swiss chards, and sweet corn is plentiful with natural melatonin and adds a special element to most home-cooked dishes. Not to mention sweet corn tastes wonderful. I'm going to cheat here and tell you this. Ready? Bananas, cherries, pineapples, mangoes, grapes. These are some of the fruits that can assist you in your sleep as well. Plus, 
I wouldn't argue against any of these before bed. They're all quite delicious. Hey, buddy, guess what? We're on to word number four. Let's see what we got here. The next word is invention. Everything we see and own around us didn't exist at certain points in history. These things were created or invented and introduced to the wide world with us in mind. Think about it. The items we tend to take for granted, such as our cell phones, toaster ovens, even household lights, are only a few of the things we didn't always have at our disposal, even the people before us. Let's look at some of the inventions human history has bestowed upon us. Let's look at the wheel. One of the most crucial inventions we know, coming into creation around 3500 BCE. The wheel had been used for pottery in Mesopotamia, where they are credited for this breakthrough. Although no one can truly say who was behind the wheel, <laughs> numerous civilizations have innovated bringing us the wheelbarrow from the ancient Greeks and the spinning wheel from India, which spun thread from natural materials like cotton or wool. The wheel itself wasn't entirely useful to our world until the invention of the axle, a rod passing through the center of a single or group of wheels. It was then and onward that various improvements were made, later spawning the wheelbarrow and the chariot. The fixed axle made it possible for traveling carts to achieve better turns and mobility, finally turning the wheel into a complete invention. In cars we see everywhere today exists another invention. Let's take a gander at the radio. It would be difficult to find someone who doesn't know what a radio is. They're all over. The controversy behind who invented the radio in the mid-1800s sits between two gentlemen, Marconi, otherwise known as the father of radio, and Nikola Tesla, a Serbian-American inventor and electrical engineer. The radio was a collective effort of these men, but also James Clerk Maxwell, a Scottish scientist predicting the existence of radio waves during the 1860s, Edwin Armstrong, 
an American inventor who is credited for creating FM radio frequencies. These men, only to name a few, James Clerk Maxwell, a Scottish scientist predicting the existence of radio waves during the 1860s, Edwin Armstrong, an American inventor who is credited for creating FM radio frequencies. These men, only to name a few. Over a period, bits and pieces were brainstormed and implemented, one after another, developing into the radio communication systems we've got right now. In middle school, 99.5 was my station. Remember having it loud and dancing like a fool as hit after hit would play? Maybe you do. Maybe that's something you do even now. What was your favorite station? These days, I can't say I listen to the radio much. Keep in mind, although it's easy to forget about things we seemingly believe will be there as long as we want, life changes fast. Every day. We could find ourselves without, in which we realize the importance that item once carried. This is true for anything, so remember... If you can, try not to take most things for granted. Soap is another invention that marked a turning point in human history. Its original concept wasn't meant to be used for personal hygiene, but for cleaning utensils or medical use when treating skin diseases. Going back as far as 2800 BC, the ancient Babylonians discovered a mixture that offered cleaning capabilities. A mixture of animal fats, water, and wood ash. There's a Roman legend that natural soap had been created via a mount named Sapo. This was where animal sacrifice took place and rain would wash the fat of sacrificed animals into the Tiber River, providing a blend that made it easier for people to wash their clothes in it. Sounds convincing, right? There's more evidence to support that this story is, well, hogwash, than there is the opposite, but mainly that was what soap was at first fat, ash, and water. You can still find soap with those ingredients, but a lot of it is made synthetically these days. They didn't have sandalwood scented soap. They didn't have strawberry lemonade scented soap. Perhaps they just stuck with unscented for a considerable amount of time. Like the soap you'd find in a motel. 
we've come a pretty long way, it would seem. Some of the silliest inventions in our history, including the baby mop, a onesie with yarn-like mop material on the arms and legs, making tummy time, clean-up time also, or diet water, which is silly and more than likely not a thing. The walking sleeping bag, a suit-like sleeping bag with arms and legs. That seems it would be a great addition to your home. I imagine it would feel like you're in bed even when you're not. That would make those backyard camping trips better. Just picture yourself gathered with people that love you around a roaring fire, sharing stories and roasting marshmallows. The stars are plentiful. It's a little chilly, but you're not worried. You've got your walking sleeping bag with you. What about when you're eating? and you want to write a letter. The pen slash fork or spoon is a neat combo of your typical ballpoint pen capped with a utensil of your choice. Come on. In time, there existed tons of innovative ideas for inventions, but alas, some of these didn't quite make it mainstream and for reasons not hard to uncover. Back then, I wanted to invent a special coat, a coat equipped with heat technology on the inside that would keep you comfortable in the winter. Someone beat me to the punch, but that's just fine. I'd be happy to test out these products and come up with a scheme to overthrow them. Mark my words. Jokes aside, never stop creating. At this point in the show, we begin to wind down. Down and down we go. As we reach to grab our next word. Hmm. Okay, our word number five is frog, a tailless amphibian with protruding eyes, webbed back feet, smooth skin, born with a super long tongue and an insatiable appetite for bugs and sometimes small mice. Crickets are a hopper's best friend, don't you know? You've got people who are deathly afraid to come by them. For reasons only they know. Maybe the sound they make or their skin. Smooth, yet notoriously thin and slimy. I've heard they call that fear ranidophobia. A frog's skin is permeable which means it allows liquid and oxygen to pass through. 
Given they've got mouths and nostrils, they use their skin to breathe and drink. A frog will absorb the humidity from the air around it, rain, soil, or fresh water to keep hydrated. Have you ever woken up one morning? The air is crisp, the grass is sparkling with dew, and there's a frog in your yard? Just hanging out. You're enjoying a coffee, watching the sunrise. As per your morning routine, minutes pass and our friend the frog remains stationary. You're probably looking at a frog that is dehydrated. On their bellies, they absorb water through their drinking patch. This is why sometimes you'll find one of these critters lying pressed into a small puddle or on a wet leaf. All that hopping around from place to place would make me thirsty as well. From river to wet marsh, looking for a safe place to live, eat, and reproduce. Sounds familiar, huh? Their skin is also useful in blending with the environment or camouflaging, giving our little friends the ability to elude predators. So that's good news. Some frogs secrete poison through their skin that is capable of immobilizing or even killing predators, even us, which is not good news. All right? Some of the deadliest frogs in the world isolate the toxin within their bodies. They secrete when they come into contact with enemies or humans that decide to capture and handle them. Batrachotoxin is a steroid alkaloid associated with secretions from these frogs. And upon entering the body through our skin, numbness would likely be the first experience followed by depolarization in muscles and nerves, and ultimately heart failure. Depending upon how quickly this poison enters your bloodstream, the time you would have left being alive would be minuscule. So, in short, if you happen to see a beautiful, and I mean beautiful, colorful-looking frog, on one of your commutes or on a vacation in South America somewhere, no matter how tempting, just admire it from afar. It would even make an excuse for you to take out your camera. Not that you need one, my friend. You want to know something that used to infuriate me. Konami an OG Japanese video game company created a classic arcade game back in 1981 for the Sega by the name of Frogger that featured a group of helpless frogs looking to make it home. Except it wasn't so simple. 
between home and our helpless friends was a plethora of moving cars, trucks, station wagons of all kinds. It doesn't stop there. Because once you clear that section, you've got logs, gators, an unforgiving river to cross. As a bright-eyed young gamer, I was up for the challenge. Until I wasn't. I couldn't tell you how many attempts I made to beat the high score someone in the house had set. But from that day, I played Sonic instead. Sonic was fun. If you've ever watched Seinfeld, there was an episode that aired in 1998 titled The Frogger, where George Costanza set the fictional world record of 860,630 points, an outrageously high score that no non-fictional man or woman could come close to. Meet Pat LaFay of Westport, Connecticut, who surpassed George by over 30,000 points. In August of 2017, Pat would then go on to beat his own high score and the former world record holder, Michael Smith, at 970,000-plus points, jumping to a whopping 1,029,990 points. The first time anyone has cracked the million-point mark Brilliant stuff. Oh, and let's not forget, frogs like lily pads. Why? Because it gives them a safe medium for catching flies without worry of predators and to avoid predators that are underwater, like fish or water snakes. Water snakes. I thought of the pool floaty just now. It feels incredibly good to listen in, to sleep in. Do me a favor. Get some rest, okay? Tomorrow is another day, another opportunity to snatch the crown. Go ahead. Take it. But first, please share this podcast with anyone you think could use a buddy in the dark. Someone they can rely on when the nights get a little rocky. I'll see you next time. Sleep on and sleep well, my friends.